Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions. And Ian, can you finally give us the... I was about to swear. <laughs> can you finally give us the clean episode you've been promising? Well, look no further, ladies and gentlemen, because here you have it. The clean episode, the one and only. This is the only one I'm ever doing. You're welcome. And you're listening to Sound Audits. But How wait, today, Tyler. We're three episodes deep of being clean. Judah the Lion, Simmel, and this one. Oh, yeah, I was completely clean on those. Wait a minute, yeah. This is the third one that we're in. Yeah, this is the new series that we're doing. Uh, how are we doing today, Tyler? You never answer my question. I want to know how I'm, you're doing. I'm great, but I, I, I genuinely think that the only episodes that will be clean are ones that we're not very upset about. Probably. Uh, Logic? That's Logic was going nasty. to be an explicit episode. Yeah, Logic was nasty. Logic, uh, Logic was not pretty. Logic was... Uh, Logic... We had some that appropriate one just, things to say. Yeah, we did. Thing. In the context of that album, I think that the amount of cursory words that we used were appropriate. I, I, do, I do feel that way. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is the... the uh, I'm actually going to try and, like... I need to try and not swear, though. Yeah. Like for one episode. You should you should just get into that habit as a whole. Actually first first as and a, foremost. As a person. Can we get out of the way? What counts as a swear word? Um well no four dollar words. We'll keep those out of the way. Okay. What about like No five dollar words. words? What about the other word for donkey and the other word for female dog? Those are off limits as well, right? Uh female dog is a five dollar word. Those are off limits. Okay. What about the donkey? <laughs> I would I would still have to check explicit. Okay, so what about H E double hockey sticks? I'm gonna give that one an approval because I use that one. Alright. So I'm, I can say I, I am the fine line between Okay, so I can say ain't no way in hell or something like cleanliness that. Cleanliness and how do, I don't know how to explain curse words without saying them. Like uh What about damn but not the beaver beaver kind of damn? <laughs> when, when you were asking that question, we're using the beaver kind of dam. Yeah, I was using the beaver kind of dam. What do you think I was using? I I don't know. I don't know what other kinds there are. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that should be fine. Okay. Okay. So hell and dam are fine. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. We those are bridges we don't cross. Okay. Those are the only bridges we cross. Okay, only bridges we cross, but we don't go any further than that. Not on this episode. Not on this episode. Not okay. when talking about an incident in it, mm, innocent snowflake. Snowflake? S- such as her. Well, yeah. But I'm going to do it one of these episodes where I don't even say, like, <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Can you please take that out? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to do one of these episodes where I don't even cross the bridge halfway like no crossing bridges it's just me staying on my own safe side of the river being the homeschooler that i should be the Hold, cute little boy. holding a bible in your hands. holding a bible in my hands completely and in my heart and utterly appropriate clean to the point of angelicness but anyway what are we talking about today tyler can you enlighten us on what 
it is that we are speaking of today. Dedicated the album by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yay! Carly Rae Jepsen. Ian, okay. Could you explain how this album came into our radar? Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> I've caught in heat from a lot of my friends for liking the Carly Rae Jepsen hit single, Call Me Maybe. And I still stand by my reservations on that song. That song is a bop. It is, in fact, a bop. Certified. Certified, Ian. Gold. Ow. (laughs) I need to stop hitting the piano. (laughs) It's making me want to swear. It's not Christian. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually legit like the song, though. Call Me Maybe. Like, it's actually when you listen to it, you listen to the instrumentation and the use of, like, all the plucked strings and stuff like that on the verses and stuff. It's actually kind of creative when you look at it critically as a pop song. It really, like, and plus, it sets the stage for a lot of the pop that is being made today. It was just massive. It was, like, this big Canadian marvel where, like, wow, we finally have a Canadian doing something. Jeez, guys. Finally hopped on the bandwagon. Uh, oh, wait, but there was Drake. And Bieber. And Bieber. Oh, crap. Okay, well. And Shawn Mendes. Shawn he came Mendes later, came a little bit after, yeah. Well, Who else is Canadian? Are there any other relevant Canadians? Other nope, than that's it. OMG, it's Firefox from YouTube, no. the YouTube series Mayanite, critically acclaimed? That's it. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Uh, but a little bit on Carly Rae Jepsen, because uh, I've been a fan of her for a little bit now. I listened to uh, a good portion of her last debut, not debut, her last full-length album, Emotion, uh, and I liked quite a bit of the material on there. So, yes, I was looking forward to this one when it was announced, uh, but Carly Jepsen is a Canadian-born singer and songwriter and actress. Okay. Uh, and Jepsen has performed several lead roles in her high school's musical productions and produce, or pursued musical theater at the Canadian College of Performing Arts. Wow, so she went to college for performance interesting all why, right why are you saying this all like you've read it you're, you're hearing it for the first time i don't know i you already know this yeah you're i do repeating know from memory i know I, I am repeating from memory i'm not using the entirely reliable site wikipedia or anything like that um yeah vancouver bunch of Canadian bullcrap. Chepson's breakthrough 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 single uh, came in 2012. The "Call Me Maybe," which was boosted to to quote directly, uh, which was boosted to significant mainstream popularity. The song became the best-selling single of that year, reaching number one in 18 countries worldwide. Wow, that that takes. Yeah, that takes chops. Uh, yes, very good job. You've done it. Um, and I mean, it has some various other things about her. Uh, oh yeah, the second studio album that was Kiss. I don't, I, I've listened to a little bit of that. I don't, 
I don't think very much of that res- resonated with me other than Call Me Maybe. Call Me Maybe was on that album. Uh, but other than that, there was very little in the way of standout, I think. Uh, and her first album was kind of rough, if I remember correctly. Like, that was a really rough singer-songwriter album. It wasn't, like, the pop stuff that she's creating now. Um, but all of this, her acting career and her music career leading up to this point, leads us, in fact, to this new 2019 dedicated album, which is 15 tracks long. Well, Apple Music screwed up. Uh, it's 15 songs long, and according to my entirely reliable source, that is Apple Music, it is 15 songs long and three minutes long. Wow. wow. <laughs> 15, so, 15 tracks, three minutes. You're you're not taking very much, getting much material out of this, but... The songs average about eight seconds. Eight seconds in length. What the crap? Huh? What What the frick? I'm gonna have to keep... Oh, God. I just sound... Okay. Okay. I actually don't know how long it is then. Well, I'll leave that up to you, but where is Carly Rae Jepsen playing in the area, oh, Tyler? Oh, you want to see her at some shows? I would like to see her at some shows. Ian and I were mega... I was confused. Ian was just playing into my stupidity. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, she plays on the 21st of July, not June. So I thought she was playing this Friday. Turns out it's Sunday, July 21st. So, hey, you want to see her at the Fillmore in Silver Spring? Ian and I could be in attendance. Maybe. It would be fun, depending Uh, on how much the tickets are. If you don't live there and you live in other areas that are popular to the Sound Audits community, you can see her in California, Utah, Colorado, Minneapolis, Nashville, Chicago, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, all of the places. The important thing is, where is she touring in Canada? Because this is the Canadian-themed episode. And we need to give another shout-out to our Canadian listeners. Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Is she doing Toronto? I don't know where all of these places are. How do you pronounce, correctly pronounce She's playing in Vancouver, Victoria, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Thunder Bay, Montreal, Hamilton, Toronto, Ottawa, Ottawa. Kitchener, (laughs) London. (laughs) London, Canada? She's also playing some shows in... Japanese or Korean country? I don't read characters, so I don't know where We call at. it there. We are not giving shout-outs to our Korean listeners. Shout-out to our Korean listeners, though, by the way. Um, Nor- they're all North Korean listeners. All North Korea. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have access to the internet. Not with that attitude. <laughs> okay. Um, just real quick to preface this before we jump into it. Uh, there were, there was quite a rollout for this album. The two, there actually, no, the first single off of it was, was released late last year, 2018. Um, <clears throat> so there was a long rollout for this album, but, um, Party for One, which is showing up as the last track on this album, um, that was the very first single leading up to this, uh, followed by the duo, the dynamic duo, No Drug Like Me, and Now That I Found You, um, and then we had Julian, the first track, shows up as the first track on this album, and then finally we had Too Much, I believe that was it. So we had five different singles leading up to this album, and again, there was, like, 
between the time that she started uh between the time that she started advertising this album uh and the actual album release date which was may 17th uh there was like a five month period where she was just releasing singles so i mean there was a lot of pr for this album uh so i don't singles tour track lists album she actually did do some shows it was all coming out periodically yeah 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 yeah. so uh i i guess this is an interesting tidbit just to mention beforehand and i mean whether that's a good idea or a bad idea i don't i really don't know i don't know what the financial outcome of everything was but hey what can you do so are we ready to get into this tyler Do do you think we're ready to start talking about the 15 tracks and three minutes that are on this album yes Absolutely. Okay, we'll see you in the next section. Spark began the way that um, a lot of my music begins, which was just like a, a hotel writing session with my longtime collaborator and friend Tavish Crow. We come up with melodies and kind of lyrics all the time, and this started as a melody of da 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 da. And then life happened, and I went through a breakup. <laughs> and actually, my kind of breakup came to. Um, the the final sort of uh, explosion happened in Sweden, and I just was waiting for room service to come up, and I grabbed my wine bottle, and I stole that old melody, and I went, party fooling! And that sort of was what I brought in the next day to the session, was just sort of that rebellious um, kind of uh, feeling, and how I wanted to create a song sort of around this melody and that sort of concept. So, out of the 15 tracks and the three minutes of this album, Tyler, um, which eight-second track would we like to start on? You can start with Julian. I want to start with Julian. So. Okay, so uh, talking about some of the lead singles leading up to this, I think that um, I would probably have to say that Julian and No Drug, like me, were probably my two favorite ones, but if I had to pay, Julian was like the best on single. The, album. The, best, single. the best single. Lead-up single. Got it. To this album. Okay. For sure, I think. Uh, mainly because it's so tasteful. Like, it's, like... Okay, so a lot of the themes that show up on this album, if you look at the cover, it's uh, black and white, but it's very, very, like... A lot of times when you see um, albums that are... what do you, It's not monochrome, is it? I have no idea what you're trying to say. Monochrome, one color? Yes. I, d- I have no idea. Um... Mono means one, chrome means color. So I know. Yeah. Uh, when you see albums that are in uh, the black and white, a lot of times it's meant to give off like this kind of dark feeling or kind of like a depressive vibe. Like I remember the Lucy Rose thing that we did. It didn't. It's it, the, it was black and white, but it didn't give off like a bright sheen or anything. It was kind of depressing. Like kind kind of when you think about it, yeah, yeah. it kind of was. Like, yeah. but the black and white for some reason on this album does not give that off at all it's like a much more bright and i will i even want to say even without color is like a bright and vibrant album color even without album color even album cover even without the color there we go okay so many words that sounded alike in that sentence but uh that's kind of what the album gives off it's very this bright shimmering uh sound a lot of disco vibes that come across some electronic da- a lot of well i mean it's a lot of dance music a lot of edm um not edm just electronic no just dance music electronic music disco you get you get my point right 80s 
Yeah. 80, lots of 80s. Yes. An overwhelming amount of 80s. Oh, yes. Agreed. Okay. So, starting off with Julian, this track gives you a perfect idea of what will be on most of the rest of the album. Um, Quality-wise, it's really up in the upper echelons, and we start things off very, very strong with these very bright guitars and the... Um, I actually love the setting that they used. Like, whatever kind of settings that they use on that electric guitar, they sound gorgeous fitting in with the rest of the mix, as well as some really bright and wavy and airy synths that come in and out. Um, and I just think the guitar work is amazing. I actually think that for Carly Rae Jepsen, the lyrics are getting a little bit less generalized, which is kind of nice. Like, she's talking about a single person. Like, and we even get his name? I don't know. It's kind of nice to see her honing in a little bit. Like, uh, some of the feelings on this album, like, emotion was a little bit more generalized to fit a wider array of people, right? Uh, this album is more focusing on more individual topics, which is kind of nice. But I'll let you get into that. But this song is so catchy. This song is so unbelievably catchy, and it's just... I think it's an incredible start to the album. It's so vibrant and it really sets a tone. I'm gonna leave it at that because it's just it's it's something to be. I mean, I th I think you covered it pretty well. But out of all the songs, I think that I mean, being that this is the first track you listen to, unless if you're cherry picking, this is the song you're gonna hear the most. It's gonna stick with you. So yeah, this is it. The certainly gives that you covered the instrumentals pretty well, but this is. A very 80s inspired track, very much an 80s inspired album, just like her previous album and the B-sides of that album. They were both. Oh, yeah, the B-sides. Very much 80s. 80s, 80s. 80s. And this is kind of how she's established her sound in the past years in following of uh, Call Me Maybe. Yeah, that, Call Me Maybe was not very album 80s. being a very. Poppy. It was her stab at at real radio pop, and that album wasn't exactly good. It had a good song, so and maybe a couple of good songs. And she, I, th I think she's, I think she's too modest of a person and of an artist to give some sanitized BS that's gonna be thrown on the radio. I think she like genuinely wants to release the music that she would want to hear and for that reason i gives off that kind of vibe i it, it just does and the past what three albums have been that way so in a way this is more of the same in a way she's honing in on her craft so yeah this is her established style this is kind of where we are yeah it, it's She's not really traveling out of her boundaries very much, other than, yeah, kind of, like, actually narrowing it at, narrowing the lyrical content, content down to, like, a single focus on some of the tracks here. I mean, kind of generalizing here, she has absolutely nailed the hook on so many of these tracks. Yeah. She has... She She's cracked the code. She's figured it out. And it, I, it, doesn't come, I, it doesn't come across badly at all. I would say that I think some of the hooks on this album have the potential to be, like, game-changing. They're so good. Like, there are some hooks where the rhythm in her vocals and the, the way that they match up with the instrumental on the hook 
they actually like blew my mind the first time I listened to them. Like the one, the, uh, one of the ones that comes to mind is, um, let's see, everything he needs where her vocal, her vocal line matches up with the instrumental and she's kind of like going up the scale in a couple of tones, but it's like, she's got this really, really interesting vocal pattern where it's like, she's on, it's almost reggae-ish where she's picking up on like some of the offbeats and stuff like that, that you don't hear in like a pop hook very much. Like it's, it, and it's, I'll, I'm not going to say that you don't hear a lot of reggae, um, inspired inspired uh elements in pop music because sometimes you do 21 pilots ride but um not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing but this is like using it in the vocal melody which is like not something that i see personally very often like it's kind of the the phrasing on the song is is really good yeah Oh, just a lot of and and it, it goes hand in hand with 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 the kick snare so yeah it you know it's catchy it, it, it just really is. is another one is automatically in love where her vocal melody is like it's it her vocal melody is simple but it's so it soars over the instrumental so well and like the passage just feel i've never heard really anything like it but it just feels it feels correct where it is in the song like i love the hook on this song it's so good so so it, good I don't think we need to spend 10 minutes on this track, but we're about to anyway. Just backstory, the the Which actual track? song, the event that inspired the song. Automatically finding out, Finding out from an interview, she in, in the past did have a boyfriend named Julian. And the first time oh. that they ever went away together um, on like a, a weekend trip or whatever, they were staying like at a friend's apartment and it was snowing, so... You kind of get these vibes that come off from the song. Uh, you kind of get these wintry vibes. And um, when they walked into the apartment, there were doves inside of the apartment. And that doesn't show up on the song, but the event was so absurd that it stuck with her throughout the years. And she ended up writing a song about it. So that's how that's how julian became a song because i i don't think there was particularly anything about the dude just that 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 fit the criteria here we are huh i'm trying to look for things in the lyrics that mention anything about the event but no not really it's just no the 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 lyrics are pretty simple yeah i'm not gonna say that her lyrical content is anything that blows your mind or anything like that but I'm also not going to say that it's straight trash because it's really not the way that she puts things a lot of the times end up working better than a majority of what you hear on the radio these days. So yeah, that's where I'm at with that. But what do we want to, I want to talk about no drug like me because I thought that song was, I'm going to let you take charge on this and I'll follow. Okay. Uh, no drug like me again, one of the lead singles to this album, this song is I'm not going to say much more laid back than Julian because I mean, Julian was pretty chill, but like, this is a lot more, this takes on a slower BPM. Uh, it's just a slower song in general. That doesn't mean it's not like, it's not, it that doesn't mean it's not a bot because it is, but like, it's just, it's got a feeling that's much more laid back and it's much more 
it's much slower and it's much smoother and it's, it takes its it it takes more of its time than Julian did. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, but again, this song is very catchy. She has some very very nice vocal layering um on the hook as well and a lot of the synths that she uses are very very spacious and open um and it's just a it's it's a nice track i feel like i like i mean it's again and it's really catchy a lot of the songs on here is just they're bop after bop truly and dearly just and I mean, there's nothing really wrong with that to me. I and I mean, we get some breaks from the the form every once in a while, but and it's another lovey song. Yeah, I mean, kind of her thing. Yeah, a lot of the For stuff. The I've heard a lot of people like. I've heard a lot of people categorize her as like always longing for something or always wanting something, and just like she never gets it. Like it's kind of like the Carly curse or whatever. I've heard people yeah. call it that, the Carly Curtis, mm. where she never, she always is wanting something, but she never gets it. You get the feeling see, of that? Like, see, I, I look at it as like a reverse Taylor Swift, where Taylor Swift is writing about past people, and Carly mainly focuses on future. Yeah, like what she wants yes. from now, and not like yeah. heartbreak like Taylor yeah. Swift does. Yeah. Although Taylor Swift is not writing about heartbreak anymore. No. No, she's, she's not writing about really really putting herself out there on the political side and yeah. well we'll get to that album when we need to because i'm sure we're going to be <laughs> reviewing it in the out. near future yep It'll it's going to come out it's going to come out and we're going to most likely review it um you i follow okay okay i see a pattern here uh now that i found you not exactly my favorite single that she dropped but still pretty good like this one's much more I'm not going to say groovy, but it's a lot more energy. There's just a lot. It's a lot louder. There's a lot more sound packed into one song. It doesn't find as much uh, beauty in its simplicity, and it's more packed with sound, and it's just bullets coming at you all the time. And it, I mean, it's still like, yeah, it hits you. It hits you like a. It hits you like a truck. Uh, but I like it, and it's still catchy, and it has a lot of these really, really busy synths uh, across the hook as well. Um, this one is just, in general, it's a lot more uh, sonically demanding than the other two songs. Uh, it commands more of a presence than the other two did. Uh, so, But it's still pretty good. I mean, do you have anything to say about it? I mean, I'm... Just generally, I'm going to let you focus on the sounds and I'm going to try and give other information because I don't want to repeat what you said because okay, I that's find myself enough. doing that a lot. Okay. Um, but kind of, I don't know. This is just interesting to me, but it, this song actually leaked in 2017. It's not a new song. Okay. It came out. Well, it didn't come out. It wasn't released. It was leaked in 2017. Was it actually? It was. And it has something to do with a partnership or a deal or a contract that she had with Netflix and before the song came out, Netflix had like tweeted at her saying, oh, finally, the song is coming out. So it's to be assumed that someone at Netflix leaked, leaked the song. Pro well, I'm not going to say accidentally because a lot of people were excited about it, but somebody probably leaked the song. And then somebody Netflix was like, up. Netflix was like, oh, this is, you know, funny. This is comedical. 
someone messed up. So yeah, and someone. Then she re- she re- she responded saying something shady. I don't remember what it was, but it was kind of funny. So she responded saying something what shady. Oh, uh, shady. So, yeah. So now when I hear now when I hear the song, I'm just thinking about Netflix screwing up somebody, <laughs> somebody like on the internet, some shady website. Like, yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting though. Um. I'm going to talk about a lot of the songs here in the first half in bulk because, I mean, I've already went over the hooks of a couple of the songs that I really liked. But, like, everything that I've said, all of the disco vibes and the 80s vibes really applies to the entire first half of this album up to track seven. Like, it's just ref- it's just refreshing. It's so nice to hear something that isn't pop garbage. Lots of disco. I want to say that it, like, it reminds me of my blood. It's... And I, I watched Anthony Fantano talk about this. I did saying Him saying that this is focusing on pop's past, not current pop. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what you get from it, even though she pulls influences from every which way. But like, it's He's, kind of nice to listen to something different instead of listening to the, oh, same old, the same Jonas old. Brothers put out a new album. Let's see what 2019 sounds like. And then you get the, the vibe of it. And that's not what you're... That's not what That's she's not what I here. came there for, Chief. Uh, but yeah, this song is much more. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word retro lightly because this is not like a retro sounding album. It's like a more updated version of the '80s. It's the culmination. Yeah, inspired. It's, it's the it's modern like, '80s. It's the exactly. It's the culmination of the '80s if it had the sound equipment of 2019. Like, that's the way I describe this. Kind of like when Weezer, Weezer redid Africa by Toto. Yeah, it's like it's just an updated version of it. And it sounds so nice, though. It's so nice. Um, and I mean, the same thing goes for track number nine. I will say that the later half of the album is where the... S- I'll leave that for the next section. But, like, I will say that the other couple of tracks that I liked... Uh, the sound I liked automatically in love. I liked parts of Right Where's L- Wrong Time. I'm not going to say that I didn't like parts of all of the songs here because I actually did like bits and pieces of all the songs. I actually think that near to every hook on this album smacks. Um, I think too much. Maybe you could use a little bit of work. But um, Party for One, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the track, I still think the hook smacks. Um that's really all I've, I've got to say about it. I mean, this this album is just bop after bop after bop. And it's just, it's like you said, it's very, very nice and refreshing to have some older sounds, but bringing more of the sounds that we can produce in 2019 on, like, like this is the culmination of the 80s in 2019 on an album. And well said. I, do well not, said. I do not have a problem with it. No, I'm fine with it. I like it. Alright, so, I think that's all I've got to say, because, I mean, a lot of the tracks, it's just, it's the same thing in different ways. Um, and there's really nothing wrong with it, to me, because, I mean, they're all, they're, they're all very creative in their own way, but they, they all have the same appeal, so I don't want to repeat myself too much, because I just, I'm, I'm giving you the tracks that I really like, I'm going to talk about the ones that... I had problems with it here in a second, I guess. Are you ready? Ready. All right, let's let's get into it, boys.
All right. So if there was one thing that I had to say that was wrong with this album, it kind of the quality drops off a bit in the last half. I'm going to say that the first seven tracks on the album are solid. And that's just really impressive for an album. But I'm going to say that the second half leaves a lot to be desired. Um, especially the last, like, three tracks. They just... I, and I mean, I do like bits and pieces of them. Like, I th- I'm pretty... Was it Real Love that I really... I Well, I liked Right Words, Wrong Time, and Automatically in Love. It might have been Real Love that I also liked a bit, quite a bit. But there are some set tracks, like, I think Too Much was one of the songs that... I it's kind of the turning point for me. Yeah, a little bit. Um I'm going to say that the hook is not as clean and it's not as memorable as a lot of the songs on here. It's a lot because of the songwriting and the tune and the way that the song is paced. I'm going to say that if she had possibly used like different samples where she used some of the cleaner more sanitized sounds that she had. If she had made the song more interesting, then maybe the chord progression would have very sanitized. It, maybe and the chord progression would have worked a little bit better. Honestly, but. honestly, the pre-chorus of the song is just boring. Like it, usually the hook will it, at least it's supposed to get you excited for what's following. Yeah, and the hook did not do that, and it led into the chorus, and I was like, oh, this is it. All right, two more, two more minutes of this. Yeah, it's kind of a bore. Um. And I think that was the case for multiple songs. That was just kind of the tipping point. Yeah, kind and of. They, they were, all, they were all songs in the second half that I yeah. didn't particularly think The sound would of. be one of them, as well as Feels Right featuring Electric Guest. I'm going to say that his, his feature was all right, but the song itself just left a lot. Like, it was when he showed up, I was just like, oh, okay, it's a male voice now. Like, it really didn't do anything for me. It's not like, blowing my mind, like, oh my god, this feature is amazing. Like, I've heard features before where, like, I'm gonna use uh, Really Doe off of uh, Atrocity Exhibition, the Danny Brown album, as an example because he brought on Kendrick Lamar, Earl Sweatshirt, and somebody else for that song, and all of their features were, like, whoa. Like, they added so much to the song, and it's not like they took away from Danny Brown himself or anything, it's just, like, they added to the experience of the song, and I feel like that's what a guest is supposed to do like they're supposed to add to the experience and electric guest just doesn't do that he's kind of just there to be pretty and i feel like that's not what features are supposed to do in the first place like it's not they're supposed to add something to the song add something of their own to the song put their own heart into what they're doing and that's not what i'm getting didn't yeah it wasn't bad, but I don't feel like it added that much because there wasn't that much that could be added. No. Um, the tune itself. Did you was, think that there no, was wasn't memorable anything that was a sophisticated train wreck? Because there was one track for me. What? For sure. The drum circle. In what in what world? <laughs> Was that appropriate? <laughs> Good question. You're going to have a disco, funky, synth pop, 80s inspired album. And you're just going to throw in a little snippet of you high with all of your friends, banging on things that shouldn't shouldn't be. Shouldn't be banged on in the first place. Correct. <laughs> this was 
an atrocity. Okay. And this was the only the time that I was listening to it, and I was kind of squinting my eyes like, oh, no. <laughs> that happens I on an album like sometimes. That. Like, yeah. the entirety of the Logic album was that for me. Every single song. Sports I was just like, on pep talks. Uh, it was just may- one of those things where it's like, mm, <laughs> It's wow. the kind of thing where you, like, clench your teeth, and you try not to laugh at it. Oh, I was clenching my seat. <laughs> clenching my seat yeah i was pulling the seat along with the cheeks uh, yeah grabbed on there for life and held on because <laughs> i had another 30 seconds left and i just couldn't bear it <laughs> oh yeah that yeah okay that's the, the one souls. for me for sure hurts that was that was rough hurts I, the soul i was not a fan how did you feel about it yeah i mean did it bother you that much or th- was it just me I'm not going to say that it bothered me to the point where I was like, uh, like you didn't it, squint. I didn't cringe or okay. anything. It didn't make me want to vomit. But again, it just wasn't palatable. It wasn't like. It seems so off topic. It wasn't tasteful. It wasn't. Yeah. It really wasn't. It was not very cash money of her, to put it, it one way. Quite, quite, quite. Mm, that's not the right word. It wasn't. No, it just wasn't cash money at all. Mm-mm. Off, off and party it. for one is the verse is boring it just doesn't it, it's unfortunate that this album dropped off a little bit in the second half but there's still songs in the second half that i did enjoy so i'd say uh that this album as an experience it did all right uh it just the, the second half in the end leaves a lot to be desired so was yeah, this the first single party for one yeah yeah on october 30th 2018 and the album came out in may five months of a gap okay she's an ass <laughs> that's brutal hold up wait i thought this was the clean episode you said i wasn't al- you said i wasn't allowed Dang to do it. it oh my god you did it for me okay ian was clean this episode tyler wasn't <sighs> now i just need to keep it clean for the rest of the outro can I keep it clean for another 15 minutes? I don't know. No. Can you do it? I don't know. I'm going to have to see. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, are we, I think we're pretty much in agreement with the second half of this album here then, right? There was really yeah. nothing in the first half that I was like, oh, this is kind of eh. Or, oh, this is kind of not good. I By the time it reached Party for One, I was kind of... I, I was past the point of being interested in her talking about the haunting of her exes i was just kind of ready to move on and like after yeah rehashing kind of the same i don't want to say ideas i don't think that this album needed to be 15 tracks long i it would have been fine at 10 and we'd have a lot more positive of a review if she had released the highlights of this album same thing on judah and the lion not that there were any groundbreaking tracks on that but if it had just been 10 tracks shorter five tracks shorter three track it could have increased it yeah there's just some unnecessary this, nonsense yeah and, this could have been like 11 songs yeah. long and i would have been fine yeah this actually if it was 11 songs long it probably would have brought my grade up like a full point in like a quarter so wow yeah wow well, but that's that's where i'm at i think we're good are we are we good i i suppose okay let's let's get out of here let's take this baby home shall we all right this canadian baby of ours Thank you.
Okay, so, in conclusion with this album, uh, some incredible ideas, some incredible songs, some incredible hooks, some actually mind-blowing hooks, and some mind-blowing songwriting here, too, along with some mind-blowing production, but then it's followed at the end with some stuff that's kind of eh, which is, which is kind of unfortunate, but nonetheless, still plenty of positives to be okay with on this album. IMO. Tyler, where are we at? Um, I think that this is probably outside of my taste of music. Okay, well. Therefore, I don't think this would be something I would go back to. I don't particularly find a lot of interest in synthy music in general. I don't know why. It's just not really my thing. Meaning like 80s vibe stuff, like I like it, but it's not my taste. I'm more, I'm, I'm finding myself in more of an alternative indie type of brand right now. So right now, this isn't something I'd go back to. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's not bad at all. I, yeah. I think that this song, I think this album is probably too long. I feel like there's a lot of sanitation in the second half. Um, I think that can be approved on. I think songs like Lots Julian, more the, the, the reggae influences, the synths are fine. I don't have a problem with it. There's funky grooves on these. The the, the bass snare kick going back and forth. Um, absolutely no problem with it. I, I like a lot of this. Doesn't mean it's for me. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, my thing. So my, I think also my grade is going to reflect on that because, okay, you know, if I I'm think grading I'll, it, I'll let you finish your thought first. No, I think I, a lot of it also comes down to, like, where you're at musically right now. I want to, like, because there are still sounds that I'm still trying to get used to. Like, uh, there's this album that I... Shout out to... I know we've talked about Anthony Fantano a couple of times, but shout out to Anthony Fantano for reviewing music and, like, giving me some recommendations for albums that I should listen to. Um, Because he found another... It's this uh, Korean or Japanese uh, quartet of punk. Uh, What's it called? Hold on. I just downloaded it. I'm going to give this as an example uh, because this is actually a decent thing to touch down on. Uh, Otoboke Beaver. Uh, just released, I guess, their first album at this point. Um, and uh, I can't remember what country they're from. It's, it's, it's out there in Asia somewhere, but, um, it's really not a sound that I'm used to yet. Like, it's really, like, I'm, I'm not going to say that it's noisy in a bad way because I really like noisy, but it's noisy in a different way that I'm not used to. So I'm still trying to like wrap my head around the entire sound of that album. It's the same way when I first started listening to hip hop, like this, this fly go. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it's the same thing when I started listening to hip hop, especially before like 21 pilots before, because 21 pilots was basically my bridge into hip hop. Whether you like it or not, like Blurry Face, I know some of the rapping on that album wasn't great, but like sometimes you need that mediocre stepping stone to get you into something that's like in the upper echelons of amazing. Because the first thing I tried to listen to hip hop was To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. That was quite a place for me to start because that's like, that's that has a lot of different things that go on 
a lot, and I was not used to the N-word being thrown around every three seconds. Little old 14-year-old me, I was like, what is going on? I was not used to it. But then you start listening to it, and you start getting into it, especially once you've listened to something that mixes so many things like 21 pilots does it makes it more accessible and i know that that in music can be seen as a bad thing but i want to say that that's what helped me get into like 21 pilots blurry face is what helped me get into hip-hop is what helped me get into electronic music and a lot of like the older stuff like reggae and motown and stuff like that um also helped me get into like some idm experimental stuff like 21 pilots was i attribute them with being my bridge into the whole of music in its entirety Right. And I mean, it's the same thing when I started listening to like really heavy metal. I was like, I needed a bridge into that. And that's what the contortionist was for me as well. And like ghost and stuff, because they're Lincoln Park and Lincoln Park. It's more melodic and it's more it's a popular formula It's more recognizable than a lot of like the gargly screams that you hear. And like, like that's not something everybody can listen to, but when you start to appreciate it, you do start to appreciate it. And I mean, you have to kind of give different sounds time to kind of sit with you and like, just, I'm going to call it, give it a light simmer in your frontal lobe for a little while. And like a lot of times you will warm up to it just because like, there's a lot to artistically, appreciate with a lot of different styles of music i think with every single style of music there's just about something to artistically appreciate just about every single style i'm not gonna say every single one because i'm pretty sure there are ones that were atrocities to human knowledge and should never be mentioned again but none come to mind really right now but you get my meaning right was I running in circles or does that whole tirade make sense? It made sense. Okay. So I was just saying that maybe even though this isn't your thing, like right now, giving it time to like resonate with you a little bit and go th- get through your head, maybe this could be like your stepping stone to something else, you know? That's what, okay. That's just me being preachy though. So what would you give this album? I was running in circles. Go ahead. On your scale, I'm going to give it a five that low being that it's in the middle on my scale i'm gonna give it a c i think it's probably a high c probably above average not quite into b territory so i i focusing on my thing i'm gonna give it a 7.6 okay and it's not in my field of taste so well that as it may i looking at this critically though and the second half being pretty detrimental to the rest of the, f- the project. I can't only look at the first seven songs and hope and wish that it was better than it was. Yeah, I know. I'm giving it a 7.6. But my thing was as well, even though a lot of the stuff in the second half really wasn't great, there were still songs every once in a while in there that offset it. And that's why it's not going to get an eight for me. But it's also not really going to get a six. Like, it's not. It's it's not heading into, like, really mediocre territory. As an album, I wasn't unhappy with it because there's so much good material here. Like, it took her seven songs to hit me with something that was like, eh. All right. That's fair. So, on my scale, I think I'm going to give it, like, a 7.8. All right. 
because I did enjoy this album a lot. Like, 7.8 to 7.9. It's getting close to 8 territory. If it had been... If some of the fat had been cut off of this album, then I probably would have liked it more. But, as you've said. But, what can you do? This is how it was presented to us, and I really am not that bent up about it. I think it's pretty good. I like it. So... That's our verdict. Uh, this album is uh, a 5 to a 7.9. No more, no less. So there you go. If your opinion strays out of that range, you are wrong! And that's where we are. I think that's the most we've ever differed on a... Because that's almost like three point it, difference. I gave it a 7.6 on my scale. I know, but on my scale, you gave We're it a 5. We're on different five. scales. I know, but My rating like is 7.6. Yours is 7.8. It's just where it is. Okay. I'd give it a high C. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Bueno. Bueno. I'll try like a B. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. Thank you for watching. Thank you very much for coming out and listening to us. Thank you for listening to this clean version other than the one word that Tyler said over there. Yay, I did it! I actually did it! I'll edit it out. You won't hear a thing. Oh, okay. Well, for those of you that uh, don't get the contacts... Context, context. Tyler did use. I, I let one N word slip. The donkey yoke. I can't say that now. That's not. I didn't mean that. I wasn't attributed. They're not donkey. Uh. Well. Thank you for watching or listening or whatever you did. Is this 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 is not going to go up on YouTube because we don't have video. The GoPro is always. Uh, I can't say that. The GoPro is always very, very mentally challenged. So, <laughs> we, we haven't been using it. But if you want the video back, let us know in the comments on Instagram, uh, where we are frequently visiting our Instagram page and looking for stuff, but nothing ever shows up. So, we're always sad. But, uh, nonetheless, we really do appreciate all of the support on the on the podcast i I, don't, I can't formulate words today it's just not working in my brain can you outro us out i don't want to embarrass myself any more than i already have tell them about the artist and go check them follow out. the artist at carly ray jepson on instagram not on any other platform because other platforms don't matter if you want to see her on tour she's playing the 21st in maryland if you're elsewhere then check out the tour dates because i'm not gonna read them all uh you can get the album on every platform that there is it's 15 tracks long. According to Apple Music, is three minutes. Uh, they're liars. <laughs> four minutes. Um, follow us on Instagram at Sound Audits. Listen to our past episodes. Certainly cherry pick our podcast and listen to episodes you're interested in. Or if you're a diehard fan and you want to make us fat stacks of cash, which we are, we're make starting to accumulate. Very happy. Then listen to every episode. Hell, just click on it. You don't even have to listen. Just click. Just t -t 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 go through and click them all. <laughs> or don't. I don't care. That's so scumbaggy. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We love you all very much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Same time next week, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard, as always. Friday. Keeping the, keep, keeping the train going, keeping the train moving. We are... We're not going to get any more time to do this podcast. We're both going to get busy as soon as the school year starts up. But as soon as this starts becoming like actually genuinely being able to sustain itself, like we actually make enough 
money on the podcast to sustain itself and not have to put money into it, then maybe we could do more than just one a week. That'd be cool. Possible. We also would need a location to do such. Office space. Listen to our podcast. We love you all very much. Have a great week. We will see you next time. Same bat channel. Go check out Instagram because a lot of the time Anchor will screw up and something will go wrong in the upload process and something will just screw up uh, and things get cut off. Um, but we do fix those. Yeah, we we fix do them. go back and fix them. Um, because I, as I've stated before, I'm kind of quality control. So I, I listen as soon as I can after the podcast goes up, if I can the same day. So a lot of the times the problems will get fixed within 48 hours. Um, and you can go back and re-listen to the actual finished version of the podcast. But um, that out of the way, thank you all for listening. Uh, and take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.